0: Service your existing car with us right now
1: and it's worth £500 off your next car.
0: Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota-trained technicians.
1: We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota.
0: Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
0: Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 pound voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go.
3: Well, that's it then. The football season is underway. Our broth had a shock for St Mirren in the League Cup on Saturday. Uh, the other Premiership teams all won, Aberdeen-Hibbs, Livingston, Kilmarnock, and Ross County on penalties. Meantime, Rangers are starting to make some moves in the transfer market. It was Celtic who were grabbing the headlines, I guess, early on in the last few weeks, um, getting the likes of Carter Vickers and Jota Um, on permanent deals, but Rangers beginning to move now. Croatian striker Antonio Kolak is in, or is it Cholak? We might have to debate that over the next hour. Uh, Former Derby captain Tom Lawrence. There's a lot of talk about Welsh winger Rabi Matondo of Schalke uh, joining up. That one seems to be happening. There's also on the rumour machine... Uh, Bayern Munich midfielder Malik Tillman, an American international, he's been spoken about as well.
4: As well, so
3: Barry Ferguson on a Monday, um, things are beginning to happen for Rangers, it seems.
4: Yeah, it was quiet for um, a couple of weeks, and I'm sure Rangers fans were a, a bit concerned at that. But now they're, they're starting to obviously sign a few players. Cholak, I'll, I'll go with Cholak. I heard Craig Moore saying that's the way you've got to pronounce it. So. Oh, he must be right then. He's come in for 1.8 million. Tom Lawrence, who I've seen a lot of over the last few years um, at Derby County, um, can play on either side, right or left side, can even play at number 10 position. Robbie's at a real good age, 28. He's an international player, a Welsh international, um, Derby captain as well. Mm. So they're getting a good experienced player, um, and there'll be big things expected of, of Tom Lawrence. And obviously, John Souter's come in. Uh, during the summer and I expect another two or three players um, to come in through the door over the, the coming weeks I think we all expected
3: uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst maybe to go down the Dutch line the Dutch connection um, nothing so far
4: um... Yeah it's a market obviously but would know very well um, and I'm surprised myself I, th- I thought there would have been one or two Dutch players um, come through the door that might still happen because mm. um, we're still um, obviously early in the, the transfer window but we just need, need to wait and see but it's important that Rangers do Get players in um, of good quality um, to bulk up the squad and make sure there's competition for places.
3: It's Rob McLean and Barry Ferguson, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors on a Monday uh, for an hour. Uh, if you want to join us, if you want to talk to us, 0808 17 17 700 or on the socials, you can message us at uh, Go Football Show.
4: Uh, you were playing yourself at the weekend? Trying. <laughs> How was it? The Masters? Yeah, it was obviously it was good to to catch up with ex-teammates again and play against guys who you would played against through your throughout your playing days. Um, the surface was rock solid. I've got to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I've suffered the last two or three days, Rob. Um, but in terms of it, it's good to get out and kick the ball again. Um, we had a bit of a, a slow start. Uh, the first game we were a bit all over the place, but we, we got to grips with. It we um, we lost the first game obviously against Liverpool second game we beat Man United and obviously we drew the last one with Celtic but it's good to get out and, and kick a ball about with these guys and play against these guys mm. and there was a good atmosphere as well I think there was three and a half four thousand fans at it so yeah it was overall it was good but now I'm I'm paying for it mm. Kenny Miller's on here tomorrow night is he going to be humbling <laughs> in? Um, yeah he did um, Kenny I think um, pulled his calf but fair play to Kenny he he struggled on and, and got through the games um, had a wee bit of a ding dong with Rab Douglas um, during the Celtic game he had a, a ding dong I had a ding dong with Kenny as well um, <laughs> Kenny's a bit like me he's a bit feisty on the pitch but I don't mind that but as I said it's great to, to meet up with the guys again um, guys who I've got a lot of time for and who were obviously fantastic players for Rangers So who? what was the team what was the Rangers team? Um, we had in, Alan Hutton he got injured early doors. He he was struggling to be fair to Hutz, He was struggling before the, the tournament started. was back, so we kind of forced him into playing the first game. But he struggled. Uh, he was out. Then you had Lee McCulloch, Pedro Mendes, Mikey Moles, Chris Boyd, um, Kenny Muller. So there was a good standard of uh, player, and it was the same in the Celtic team. They had like Simon Donnelly, who's obviously in here. Uh, Stan Petroff, Joe Ledley. Um, guys like that mm. um, Robbie Fowler McManaman um, for Liverpool um, Man you you um Gibson you had the Shea uh, Brown Saha mm. so there was a real good standard to, to yeah. play at it um, obviously not as quick as we used to be because we're that bit older but as I said, I said there was real good quality on show maybe you'll draft in Chris Burke uh, for the next one possibly now that he's well uh, we, we did try to i am been honest with you. All right, okay. Yeah, we did try. Um, Berkey watching him even last season. I know he's, he's getting to that age where people maybe th- think that he's he, he's too old, but he he still had it, no doubt about it. And he's one that now that he's retired, I hear. Um, what well, is
5: I've it? Seen, it's, it's the breaking
3: news. It's official. He's, he's hanging it, up
5: with so, boots. Chris, are you? Oh, hi guys, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm actually semi-retired I can still play in the best reserve league So okay. I can still get the fulfilment Of running about And Try to score a goal And try to get an assist So Oh I you'll be playing with us then. now Bucky.
4: You'll be playing with
5: us Exactly so I <laughs> I, you, know, you know what I was actually going to join up With you guys But um, I was actually the best man Last Friday, in the Friday When you was had that um, Masters tournament So yes I'm available next season To win it Brilliant you're straight on. You <laughs> Pick me That's fine right. I'm happy with that
3: <laughs> So Chris Was that Was that a difficult
5: Decision to take Yeah so It's a bit of a U-turn isn't it Rob um, I was going to say I
0: said.
5: <laughs> um, Bit of a drama queen Really isn't it So uh, Yeah a bit of a U-turn But Listen They probably needed To go through that process For it actually To make the right one um, I think if I'm honest If I just went straight Into the Kelly role um, From playing and to coach. and I think I would have still had that what if moment in my head mm-hmm. so I had to go away maybe say that I was leaving and um, talk to other clubs other managers who were great with me and um, had options to play um, in the championship league one but you know every time you know I spoke to them I just didn't feel as if I could give it my all um, and I didn't want to do that and just sign for a club so my passion just started to to be more suited to. I felt as if I was wanting to be a coach, and I just had that sort of initial feeling, not just a coach, probably a mentor role, um, and probably had a little bit of a change in me when I went to the PFA trials, and um, I got asked to do, you know, a mentorship after that. Same with the group, and you know, just give my advice on how to try and make it in the game, and I just found loving that and passion in that. And it kind of changed my mind a bit And changed my way of thinking And, um, yeah, no, listen I'm so, so happy now I've got a clear mind And Barry will tell you You come to a point in your life Where you have to either retire or keep playing And it's a horrible situation to be in Because there was days Where I felt low I felt down I didn't know I was a very, very uncertain I would change my mind constantly But I had to go through that process And you mm-hmm. come to a crossroads in your life You would really, really do it. And either take the long one or you take the short one. And I just thought the long one and for to have my best education possible was to actually return to Kamarnock.
3: Can you relate, uh, Barry, to that decision-making process?
5: Yeah, well, it was a bit different for
4: me. I, my last injury, I went in for a, a, a bit of surgery and uh, the surgeon, the specialist, um, had said to me after um, the surgery that it would be better for me um, if I wanted to go and playing legend games or or play five or six or sides that it would be best for me to to, to retire at at 37 Um, I still felt fit enough Rob to be honest Mm -hmm. with you but after that fifth operation on my ankle it was kind of made up for me with the the specialist you listen to the the top guys in the game the surgeon was um, he was situated down in London he'd operated in thousands of top players so I went with with his decision and that was easy. but in terms of it's a bit Mm -hmm. different for me I seen Burkey play a number of times last year for Kilmarnock, Even if he never never started the game, he was coming off the bench and making a hell of a difference to the Kilmarnock team. So it must have been a a tough one for him. I, I thought there would be a number of clubs wanting to take Burkey's services, mm-hmm. um, not just cause he's experience, but cause he's all-round football ability. Yeah. Um, but as I said, but it's he's not rushed into it, which is good for mm-hmm. Burkey. He's been away and he's took a bit of time. Not like him uh, to make a long drawn out yeah, decision, but is it? You've got to do that you get to Berkey's age and, and fair play at him. He's been away and he's had a lot of thinking, as he said. he said some days where he's been down, mm. other days he's he's felt better and now he's at ease with himself and mm-hmm. listen, he's he's gonna work at a club on, command. Back in the Premier League, I know I've seen Berkey uh, say a few things about Derek McInnes, an experienced manager who he can really learn off as well. So He's made the right choice. It's it's Berkey's um own choice and he feels at ease with it and I'm sure he'll go in and, and coach and manage under eighteens and, and play a, a major role in these young players' lives. I wonder if they're ready, Berkey, for your coloured pens.
5: I know that's the thing, isn't it? Coloured pens and the and the whiteboard so <laughs> they're gonna to have to be adjusted to that, aren't they? So um but I'm really, really looking forward yeah. to it and as Barry said, you know, I just had to have clarity in myself, and it mm-hmm. did take a little bit longer um, than than probably normal, but um, it was eventually became an easy decision for me. And I just thought to myself, you know, I'm going to have to make that plunge soon, and I can't wait to do it. And an opportunity like that might not come as 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 easy as it will come to, for this one. And I have to say, the manager, the club. Especially the manager has been terrific because when I said I was leaving, you know, he still kept in contact. We still giving me text, still giving me phone calls to see how how I was, having discussions with me. Mm-hmm. So he was a huge, huge part of me actually wanting to take this role. And um, hopefully I can reward them and give it back because it's easy enough being a so-called good player, but I have to be a good coach also. Uh, it's a totally different ball game. You can earn the respect of being a player, but I have to now earn the respect of being, you know a very good coach or a mentor or somebody that can actually help football players that live their dream. So it'll yeah. be a hard task. I'm sure I'll go home some nights feeling a bit down and and I had a rubbish session or I didn't get the best out of the group. But I'm sure um, I'll have I'll have good days as well. And that's all part of the learning. And I'm here to learn. And that's what I said. I'm at a club now where I've got everything at my disposal. I've got, you know, an academy coach and Craig Clark who's had about 20 years best of twenty years of experience in the academy. I've got Paul Di Giacomo, head of academy, who's meant made for that role. And I've got Paul and Tony Doc, who've obviously, you know, been under Derek McInnes who's an expert in just not just coaching, but in leadership qualities and management qualities and just a born winner. So I've got everything there to actually hopefully make me better. If I don't then I i must be absolutely rubbish I'll
4: tell you that <laughs> Okay, I was just going to ask you look, Obviously you made the decision yourself But did you speak to the family Did you speak to ex-managers A, a few ex-teammates and, and get their kind of opinion on what you were, what you were thinking Yeah uh, Barry you're right in saying that And obviously you keep your family and you And you, you take whatever they say to you on board You know the most And
5: I must say, it was my wife that actually helped me in the decision because there was clubs asking me, you know, maybe to sign for them to come in and train or whatever, you know, to join their club, and I would just obviously give them an answer of no. And she said to me, "What are you actually looking for? <laughs> it's not as if Real Madrid are going to come calling here." Um, so I took that on board, and actually thought, you know, fulfilment in life for me now probably as a mentorship. You know, I love making people better. Um, not just better players but better, you know, values and good habits to actually become make make it in the game or become a professionalist, not at the club somewhere else or even go even better than that. So I, I have to actually thank a you know, a lot of people in helping me through that process, but none more so than probably, you know, my wife giving me that light bulb moment and saying what are you actually looking for because um I did obviously take a little bit of time to, and reject maybe clubs that that you you would have think that I would I would probably go to. So no, I'm I'm happy now. I'm I feel fulfillment. So as much as a lot of people probably think that, you know, I should have um, continued playing, it's my decision and I feel comfortable in it now. So and I, as I said, I still get that fix. I still get the fix of playing with the reserves and helping players and try to get them back in the team or try to get them into the team. Um, so I'll enjoy that aspect as well as coaching
3: It's interesting isn't it how what was initially a really complicated difficult decision for you turns out in the end to be quite an easy decision that process is is quite fascinating Chris because what you don't want of course is to be going into this coaching job and you're constantly having nagging in the back of your head that thought have I done it too soon should I have had had another season with the boots on
5: Yeah you're right and that's probably What I've I've done correctly, I had to, had to, I could have not signed, um, left, um, finished my career at command and go straight into the job. I couldn't have done that. That's why, as much as it might have sounded silly that I said I was leaving and then I came back, I had to go through that process, Rob, to make sure you know that I've made the right decision. Mm -hmm. You know, there's such a a crossroads there and in in the path and in in the journey. So. I had to go through that pain I had to go through that uncertainty I had to go through that worry I had to go through that am I making the right decision um, I had to go through all of that I had to go through you know talking to other managers and other clubs and how I was feeling um and in the end you know ultimately I feel as if I have made the right decision
3: so you I mean you're going to be coaching coaching youngsters you're going to be doing a bit of mentoring is is the long game here to be a manager?
5: Oof. I don't think it's, it's it's you can say you're gonna be a manager um, or a coach. It just evolves Yeah, I think it does. I think if I was to say I'm only wanting to be a manager, I think that's quite arrogant in me. I think me saying I'm only going to be a coach, I think that's me not wanting to to, to, to be the best of who I can be. I don't know what I'm gonna be, Rob. You know, this is the, one of the first steps that I've I've took. Don't get me wrong, I have I've coached at Kilmarnock for a long time now, the last two or three seasons. Especially last season, um, my coach, you know, two or three times a night um, did match day. So I'm 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 not, not new to it. I do understand the, the concept of it and how to try and make the club better. Um, but I don't know what I'm going to be. You know, I could end up a video analysis serious, to know mm. how I'm going to be. I could end up, you know, a, a, a scout. You never know. This is the process that I'm taking and I'm learning. So yeah. I'm just fortunate enough that the club have gave me that opportunity to learn and to see, where I fit, and hopefully at a
3: football club. It's been interesting hearing you talk about you know it being so difficult. You were getting you were having down days. It it was preying on your mind. It was difficult, and it's made me think about lots of other people right now in football across the country. And Barry, you were, you know you were saying that your decision was taken for you to to finish effectively because because of the because of injury. Um, mm. But there are lots of people with really big decisions to make at the moment up and down Scottish football. Um, and, and it does play with your head doesn't it
4: yeah th- listen it's it's tough I've spoke to a lot of players who play football and they, they don't think of the career um, after football guys who maybe have not played at the highest level or, or had the biggest um, contracts or, or, or whatever it, it's tough but look the, the great thing listening to Berkey is he's at ease he's happy with his decision yeah. and that's what you've got to be in life Um. He's been through it the last six or so weeks a lot of thinking and I'm sure there would have been a lot of managers on the phone mm-hmm. wanting a Chris Burke to be in their, their squad or in, in their team. So, look, he's no new to it. He's been doing it, as he's just said, for the last couple of years. Sounds to me if he, he loves it and he's going to go and, and um, give it a right good shot and who knows where it will, will take him. But the most important thing is Chris Burke is happy. Mm-hmm. Um and he's got a new challenge. He's not going to hang his boots up. He's still going to play. And what That's brilliant. See for the young players. Yeah. When they're playing beside a Chris Burke, these 17 or 18 year olds, and the, the reserves are under 20s or whatever you, you want to call it. What an experience that is for these guys. And I'm sure the level that Burke played, European football, he's played at some big clubs down in England as well. He can pass his experience on to these young kids. And um, you can't buy these sort of things, Rob.
3: Going to let you go Chris but, but when have you started or when when do you
5: start? I started today that's me just finished Ah the right Dapples, okay got, got me working long hours already so um, yeah no I was obviously prepping for the party festival game right. so um, it's a, again in the coach's office it's it's a little bit strange but I'm enjoying it in the same turn um, so yeah no a lot of a, a lot of watching videos and clipping and, and writing things down Barry will know all about that you know you just don't switch off I'll tell you, I woke up this morning at six o'clock. Couldn't believe it. Usually, I could wake up at six and then go back to sleep. It's just that your mind's just so active because you've got that that coaching mind on you. Mm. You know that's your full time job now, so it's crazy how how it works. So I'm I'm going to have to go to bed early tonight.
3: I know. Are you going to cope with a full time job?
5: I know. Tell me about <laughs> it,
3: <laughs> Chris. It's great to have you on the show. But you will be back on soon. We'll talk to you soon. But Good uh, I think we're all delighted you've yeah, made wish, that decision. Wish on I'm here. all the
5: best. Yeah. Oh, thanks guys I appreciate that hopefully I'll see you soon yeah. sure no doubt me and Barry would play in the same team together soon as <laughs> well I thought, 100% I think you're I think he'll, need... he'll be need... moaning at me that's his problem well exactly him, probably.
3: I think he you needs your running I think he you needs your running <laughs> power around him Chris <laughs> all the, all the best yeah. good, good to hear from you
5: right no problem see you later guys
3: cheers
2: the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go, go.
3: And it's the Go Radio Football Show on a Monday. Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson. Good to chat with uh, Chris Burke, who's hanging up the boots. It's the end of a Nero, but, he, but he'll but be a big part of that coaching uh, setup, up mentoring as
4: well uh, at Kilmarnock. And Barry's a deep thinker, isn't he? He sure is, um, as I said. What I liked about Burke talking there is he's now made a, a decision overnight. He spent a bit of time, he spoke to his family um, what is that? Six weeks since the season uh, season has ended. Um, commandant had offered them the job to to do that, but Burkes went away and had a long hard think And is it easy with himself? And he's happy with the decision he's made. And Rob, that's the most important thing in life. And I'm sure he'll go in there and um do a real good job. As I said, these young kids looking up to a player like Chris uh, Chris Burke, who's played European football for Rangers. He's been down at some big clubs. Um, down in England as well, Cardiff City, Birmingham City, Nottingham Forest. Yeah, to name a few. And obviously, he's played by a few clubs um, up in the, the Premier League, Ross County, and um, his last club called um So I, I'm sure over time you'll see Burke um, progress um, as a as a coach, and you never know what's round the corner
3: well done remembering all his clubs there or most of them anyway by the sounds I think that of that I
4: that, that was all I think I got them all <laughs> you right did. you mm.
3: did maybe not in order but you got them right uh, he was talking about Kilmarnock against Partick Thistle on Wednesday night which is uh, quite a juicy tie really isn't it in the, in the League Cup uh, group stages Kilmarnock uh, won 3-1 at Fraserburgh at the weekend uh, Partick Thistle won 2-1 at Stenhouse Muir and the two of those uh, go together on Wednesday night and I mean it's a strange time of the season I mean 9th at the weekend 9th and 10th of July and you're playing competitive matches I know we've been doing it for a couple of years now but it does feel a bit strange it's got it's partly pre-season a lot of teams are still bringing players in trying to bring players in but for the likes of Hibbs and Aberdeen, will speak about them a bit more, Kilmarnock as well. These are teams who are not just lumbering up for the season, they're thinking we want to get through these group stages and potentially get deep into the competition.
4: Yeah, that, that, that's what you want to do in, in terms of, it's really early for these sort of competitive games to start, Rob, mm. no doubt about it. But as you just mentioned there, they're used to it, it's been roundabout for the last two or three years. Um, and as I said, it's... Look, you can go and play friendly games during your pre-season, but once a competitive games um, start, it always takes you. I mean, I go back to my playing days, it took me at least three or four games, Rob. Competitive games, to get up and running and and feel as as sharp as possible. Because these these teams just now are still in the middle of pre-season. They'll still be doing quite a bit of running, um, double sessions as as well. But there's some tasty fixtures coming up. As I said, you look at the results... um, over the over the weekend, um, I watched the game. Well, I was—I'll be honest—I never never watched all the game because I was <laughs> going between that and the Wimbledon final. Good, good decision to jump but, back and forth. Yeah, but Aberdeen um, looked a bit lackluster, but that's normal. You're you're, mm. you're going to get it. The most important thing for Jim Goodwin was to go off to a winning start in his first game. Um, there's still a few signings to ma- uh, be made up there, but he's he's changed the squad quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, again. It looks of Lewis. If it's not today, it'll be tomorrow. He'll be getting announced at Bologna, mm-hmm. so they'll need to bring in a, a direct replacement or even two for mm. for Lewis. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, certainly how Aberdeen and Hibbs get on because they had real disappointing seasons last year for the the quality they had in the squad and the size of clubs there. Yeah.
3: What about that deal for Lewis? What, what about the fee? Is that is that about right? Deal? If it if it is around three million, which is being spoken about. Do you think that's a, a
4: an appropriate figure? Yeah, I think it's a good price. Um, you, you look at what Aberdeen paid. Um, I think it was about £180,000 mm. they, they, they got Lewis for. Um, Hamilton, yeah. Yep, from Hamilton as a development fee. And, and listen, Lewis has been, for me, really good for Aberdeen. But also Aberdeen have been good for Lewis, giving him that platform. It was Derek McInnes that it, it put him into the team straight away, Rob, if yeah. you, if you remember. Mm-hmm. I remember him scoring that goal down at Burnley overhead mm-hmm. kick mm-hmm. Um, but listen it's what a move it is for him I mean you've you seen what happened, happened to um, Arn Hickey he went over to Bologna he mm-hmm. going to a different country a different way of playing football he'll need to learn a different language as well um, but I think, I think getting this move I think it's going to be brilliant for his development one of your boys, of course, Lewis's cousin has played abroad, so maybe
3: it's in the in the genes that that there is that uh, willingness to to take a chance and and learn about a new language new culture
4: yeah the, listen the, the, it'll be hard because he's he's still only twenty two um but he's his, his girlfriend will, will be moving over with him um and I'm sure the the family. Um, we'll go over as as much as, no, as possible. Be, it's the
3: food capital of Italy. You'll be, yeah.
4: you'll be visiting. But listen, I'll, I'll make them. I, I mm-hmm. honestly believe that because it's a tough league, Serie a. There's yeah. a lot of quality teams in it, a lot of quality players. And then I'll go back to the young man, Hickey, who went over there a couple of years ago. He just moved to um, Brentford in the Premier League for £17 million. So it's a market that the Italians are certainly look, looking at. Um, you see the young left-back from Hibs, Doig, um, yep. Looks if he's going to be moving to Verona. Um, so fair play to these young boys because you don't really see it no. happen often. Rob, young players going and moving to a, a different country, but I'm sure if once Lewis gets over there and gets settled, he'll become a, a big player um, for Bologna. And I think it's fair to say he's been champing at the bit, hasn't he? Really for a new challenge. Yeah, I, I think he's been ready, Rob. I, I probably. I said on this show, it started last year, I thought he was ready last yeah. summer.
3: And I think he he thought he was going, didn't yep, it? Last to get summer? that move.
4: I think it was Watford yeah. um, that were in for him, but Aberdeen wanted too much money. Um, but fair play to, to Lucy. He, he got his head down and, and continued to work hard. Um, had a, a decent season and a struggling Aberdeen team last year. I mm-hmm. um, you mean, you'd you done every home game you would have seen. I yeah. think probably him and McCrory were the standouts yeah. for. For Aberdeen, so I think for Lewis, the development and going forward, and trying to force his way into that starting eleven in the national team as well, mm. getting this move across to Serie, A, I think he'll come on leaps and bounds as a, a footballer.
3: I think there's a lot more to come, isn't there? I mean, he, you know, I mean he scored 16 goals last season, which from midfield is is a sensational return. He, he, you know, he has been a big player from Aberdeen, as you say, right from the first day when he was pitched straight into the team, but I think probably. He needs this move. He needs to kick start. And, and you know, I, I just look at him playing and I think there's just so much more to come.
4: Yeah, well, we all know, Rob, football's about opinions. I, I believe Ru, uh, Lewis, as a central midfielder, is better than let off a leash and getting in people's faces and getting, um, running. Uh, sorry, running into that box off a, a main striker. I thought Aberdeen, he was, he was playing that holding midfielder, which he can do no problem, but I prefer him. That bit further forward. Now, I know people have got different opinions on it. I think he's better further forward as a midfielder. I think he's the player that will get you 10 or 15 goals. Um, From open play, I know he's a, a, a penalty taker. Um, vast majority of his goals last year for Aberdeen were from the spot. But I, I like him when he's let off a leash and he can get about the, the, the pitch and get forward. And... As I said, that I do think there's more to come from. It'll be interesting to see where Bologna actually see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing whether he's is he going to be that number six or is he going mm. to be the number eight or number ten? For me, I think he's a number eight. So, so you think he was a bit? I mean,
3: I think you're absolutely right as well. I mean, you thought he was a bit restricted at yeah, Aberdeen, and the was the defensive responsibilities they gave him in the midfield.
4: I, I thought that watching um, the Aberdeen games last year, Rob. I mean, as I said, mm. you you yeah. you'd done every home game, and you were the same opinion. I, I just thought there was more to come from him. I I, I would be watching the games and thinking, I want to see a bit more. And then when he moved that further forward, for me, you seemed the the real Lewis Ferguson. Um, as I said getting in people's faces driving forward with the ball getting beyond that central striker and for me I believe that's Lewis's best position Um, that attacking midfielder
3: It's going to be interesting to see how he develops how he enjoys it how he relishes it you, you'd imagine he's going to be a big success over there Aaron Hickey was a big success over there You have to remind yourself that he's not long ago just turned 20. Hickey, he's got that move now to the English Premier League and Brentford. Um, And can you see
4: Lewis taking that sort of path down the line as well? Yep, 100%. I have no doubt about it. I'm sure he'll go over there and I know speaking to Italian players who I've played with... their training museum's a lot tougher than here. They train morning and afternoon um, and they're really strict on the formations and the way they they, they set up. So I, I think it'll be a brilliant grounding, brilliant for his development, as I said. And I, I think he'll, he'll only get better. And if he goes over there and produces some top-class displays, I'm sure the Premier League down in England i will be looking um, at him and keep my close eye on him. And if, as I said, if he... He plays um the way that I think he can play. I've no doubt that he can he can move on for there.
3: You mentioned Josh Doig uh, on the point of moving to Verona. That fly's still in the studio, by the way. I just heard a buzz. There is a buzz about the place in here, uh, but not the one we're after particularly. Um, Yeah, Josh Doig to to Verona. Lewis, hopefully, when all things go through, getting that move to to Bologna. The success that Aaron Hickey had uh, at the same club. It's a real feather in the cap for Scottish football at the moment that, that young Scots
4: are being looked at and signed it is we're we're developing some for me top class youngsters Um, in a way I'm pretty sad if I'm being honest with you Rob I would rather see them stay in your league from a selfish point of view but that's not realistic is it it? it's not listen money talks um, and if a a team whether that's down in England or whether whether it's Italy or Spain or wherever come in with um, decent transfer fees they're going to do business Um, but as I said it's credit to the the development of these um these young kids the clubs who are clearly worked hard on them and as you just mentioned there. I think a lot of young players will look at what's happened to Hickey. Um I mean he went over there at 18, mm. 18 years of age, still a kid, but developed into a for me I've I, I've only seen him a, a number of times, but he looks to me a real confident kid. Looks to me if he can play at the highest level and he's just got his move to the Premier League and I'm sure but Lewis getting this move to Bologna and Doig, it's looking that he's going to get these three million move to Verona. Mm-hmm. It, it's brilliant for our game that we're we're finally for me starting to produce top class youngsters. Yeah, and
3: and as you say, um, it's a great. It really broadens the the personality. Not just not just your football ability and your playing style. It it, it definitely develops you as a person, doesn't it? You know flourishing in foreign conditions and learning the language adapting to everything um, and you would imagine that Lewis to name but one of these guys we're talking about is going to is going to come back to the UK when he eventually does or or even just to play for Scotland a, a better player
4: Yeah, but and I do I mean again I'll go back to Hickey you see the development he's had over the last couple of years certainly been a defender it's well documented you look at Italians they love defending and he's come mm. back a looking like a top class defender and that's why he's got this move Um, and, and as I said with are going over there and, and young Doig um, it's great for our game but again I always go back to I want to I want to see your best kids stay in your game but listen I'm realistic at the, at the same point that money talks and we're going to lose these players I, sometimes I wonder why the Rangers and Celtic don't look at these these players um, but listen that's that, that's their call um, but I'm sure Lewis will go over there and, and develop into a, a top class midfielder and that'll be one thing that he'll have in his sights Rob to try mm-hmm. and now break into that midfield three which has been a probably Scotland's um, strongest part mm-hmm. you've got McGinn and Callum McGregor who I think are always certain starters I believe there's still one place up for grabs there mm-hmm the if one that Gilmore. Billy
3: Gilmore occupies or, or Ryan Jack
4: yep um, that'll be one that I'm sure Lewis will be, be or, or
3: Scott McTominay is another one that, that
4: potentially plays in there yep but he now breaking into it it's been brilliant for mm. him but now the next step for Lewis is can I go and get in that starting eleven? and me getting this move to Serie A that'll be one of the things at the back of his mind that made him make this move
3: Good to get Barry's thoughts on nephew Lewis and that move to Bologna which is going through, we hope as we speak, £3 million for Aberdeen and a whole new ball game for Lewis. We're talking Football Till 6.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go!
3: go, 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 go. Let's go, but the fly hasn't gone. The blue bo- is it a blue bottle? I tried to get it there
4: but I was too slow I missed it
3: Ferguson misses the target shocker (laughs) that's a norm norm. (laughs) it's still here Uh, we're still here uh, for another 15 minutes on the Go Radio Football Show Kenny Miller to you tomorrow night Uh, you might need to set out early uh, hobbling with that calf injury if he's going to make it here on time for five o'clock tomorrow night, he's in studio for that one. We started off the show speaking about some of Rangers signings, the fact they we getting pretty active in the market. We were then derailed by Chris Burke, very nicely derailed, it would have to be said, as he told us his reasoning for hanging up his boots as a first team player. Uh, at Kilmarnock and he's gone around the houses and he's come back and he's made his decision and he had to—he was just explaining to us that he had to uh, take that long route to a decision which in the end uh, he was pretty much 100% about he will be a coach and a mentor at Kilmarnock and he will be brilliant at it you just kind of know that about him he's a talented guy and he's got determination about him as well um, and he wants to help people around him so that's exactly what he's going to be doing at Kilmarnock. Okay, Barry, let's come back to uh, talking maybe in a bit more detail um, about some of those signings and what you think about them and how much more there's going to be in the way of transfer business. Um, a lot of that, of course, will depend. I mean, Joe rebo has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still wait to find out whether uh, Ryan Kent is staying um, and whether Alfredo Morelos is staying.
4: Yeah, in, in terms of, I mean, these three players that you mentioned Grant, are granted last year in their contract. Robin, um, I listened to an interview with you. We had a sit-down with, with Joe Arebo and it was clear that he wanted to go and play um, Premier League football. Now, I, I'm disappointed in terms of losing a player of that quality because I think Joe Aribo, I think season on season, I'm sure you'll agree with me, and I think he's getting better and better. Mm. And If you look at it, they signed him for £300,000 four years ago. It's Getting into last year, getting £6 million up front, plus four million and add-ons, that'll be down to appearances. But for me, Joe able will go down there and I think he'll be a, an excellent signing for Southampton. Um, so I think it's a good piece of business. Rangers have been open about. That's the sort of model they're, they're going to try and use. Now you're going into Ryan Kent and Morelos, I think Gio will be having the same conversations with both of, um, both of the players. Getting an idea whether they're want to commit now, I think if they don't commit, I think Rangers will do business with both of them. I've just got a funny feeling that I think Morelos will stay. Ryan Kent, I'm just I'm unsure whether... The Leeds thing keeps popping up mm-hmm. every now and then. I'm sure Ryan Kent wants to try and go back down to the, the Premier League. In an ideal world, I would love to keep both of the players. Um, but money talks, Rob. Yeah. Every player's got a price on their head. And if that price is met or that valuation is met Rangers will, will do business but during the pre-season I'm sure G will be sitting down with them and getting a vibe whether they want to stay um, or whether they, they, they want to go and I'm sure over the next two or three or four weeks you'll start to get news coming out whether these two players mm-hmm. are, are going to come out.
3: Yeah, there'll be a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know about That is for certain. Um, I mean, there's a big profit margin on, uh, you, you mentioned Joe Aribo, Alfredo Morelos, were he to be sold, even if he was sold for six, seven, eight million, that would still be... They bought uh, for a million pound Yeah, that, so that's still a big profit margin, isn't it? Glenn Camara has been spoken about in terms of a move to England. He was signed for next to nothing, so that's profit, that's big profit. Calvin Bassi, were he to be sold for the sort of numbers we're talking, that would be a gigantic uh Profit that Ryan Kent's a bit different because was it nine? Was he 9 seven million, million Was it seven
4: million? Yep. Right. Yep. He's a bit different. Obviously, going into last year, Rangers shelled out. A, I mean, that's a lot of money mm. in, in terms of um, Scottish football. Seven million. Pounds. Has he been worth it? Yeah, I, I like him. I do My only, my only thing against Ryan Kent is um, his goal return in terms of a forward player. Um, I know he plays in the wing, but I would like to see him scoring more goals. But I think on his day. Robbie's a certain match winner, no doubt. And I think overall he's been a a really good player for for Rangers. Um, But again, if Ryan Kent's not willing to come out, I think they would need to do business for Ryan Kent. Do they need... Uh, potentially two strikers, Rangers. They've signed uh,
3: Antonio Chulak, um from Pauk, the, the Croatian international. So at the moment they do have two strikers. But but I guess there'll be all sorts of names on the list, won't there, um,
4: in the event that Morelos doesn't re-sign and he's sold. Yeah, but I, I think they will be in the market for another striker. Um, ideally, I would love to see Morelos stay. I, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I think you've seen what he was all about when Gio came in. you seen the difference in his fitness, his level of performance. Um, he's a goal scorer. I like everything about him when he's in the right frame of mind. Um, so I would like to see Rangers try everything to try and tie him down. k Ruth, I've just seen last week, another injury during mm. pre-season. I mean, I like k Ruth but there's too many injuries here. So I, I think another forward um, would be in the thinking of, uh, of Gio. Um, and I do think another two or three players but I think it's always good to strengthen, even the finish of the season strongly with winning the Scottish Cup. I do believe that Rangers will try and do a bit of business. Um, Matondo, I see from Schalke, it looks like that's going to mm-hmm. go over the line in the next 24 or 48 hours from um, the Bundesliga. Um, but also on top of that, I think there will be another one or two come in, because I believe that Rangers do need to do a bit of business. And we touched on it at the top
3: of the show but for anyone that wasn't with us at that stage uh, you're a fan of Tom Lawrence you think that's yep. going to be a good signing?
4: Yep, well, brilliant grounding coming through at Manchester United he's been at Leicester I think Derby paid just under £5 million for, uh, for him um, he's at a real good age he's an international player Rob he can play in either flank or that number 10 position um, he's, a, he's a leader that's obvious because he was Derby County um, captain so I think it's a real good PC business there was a number of clubs interested in them down in England and obviously Rangers to get him on a free transfer I think it's a real good, good bit of business and I'm sure that'll be a player that will excite the Rangers fans
3: How much is there at the moment of Rangers looking at Celtic and Celtic looking at Rangers and seeing what they're doing in the transfer market how much they're strengthening up for the new season?
4: Um I don't think do you think they've got it?
3: their own separate plans yeah. and they're and they're going f- going for it whatever's happening on the other side of the city? Yeah, I don't
4: think it's a, a tit-for-tat situation. I think because those, the, the, we, we do remember those yeah. days, don't we? Yeah, but the David Murray days, yeah. Celtic spend a fiver, Rangers will spend um, a tenner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the days have gone. I, I think both managers have identified where they need to go and strengthen. Um, and that's w- where it ends for me. Um, Geo is clear on what players he wants in. Posta Coglu as well, again, getting business done early, which it seems to me he likes, that's the way he likes it getting done, because I'm a big believer in getting the players in as quickly as possible, to get them used to their teammates, the surroundings, what the club's all about. Um, but now you're starting to see Rangers make signings, um, but in terms of a look at each other, who they're buying, I don't think there's any of that now.
3: Is there more urgency for Rangers because of those Champions League qualifying rounds compared to Celtic who can sit back
4: and wait to see who they get in the group stage draw? Well I think Gio wants players in the door as as quickly as possible I've mean, seen an interview when he was over in Portugal he's clearly identified who he wants now that's down to Ross Wilson to go and do deals now people need to realise deals are not easy you've got to clubs have got to agree fees you've got agents involved Um, so there's a a lot of things got to be done, um. But look, it's so important that Rangers get through these qualifiers and get into the Champions League League group stage, um, because the finances, um, are, are are just crazy. So Rangers need to get through into the Champions League group stage. Last year was so disappointing, mm. getting put out against Malmo. No dis disrespect to Malmo, but let's be be honest here. Rangers should be beating teams like that. So I fully expect, uh, fully expect. Sorry should I say, Rangers, to get through. And when you've had
3: four seasons in the Europa League, culminating in a place in the final and a blink away from winning the thing in May, then you've got to be looking at taking that next rung on the ladder, don't you?
4: Yeah, let's be fair, it's been great, Europa League, um, but you want to be playing in Champions League. Mm-hmm. That's where the big teams are. That's where the, the the best players are, the best managers, and also the most money. Um, in clubs like Rangers and Celtic for me should be at least in the group stages of the, the Champions League so I think the first meeting they've had this this season at the start of pre-season would have been all focused on these qualifying um, games to make sure that Rangers get into the, the group stage of the Champions League
3: And it's a catch-22 situation isn't it when you're not in it, the Champions League you're not getting the rewards and that affects how you can build the squad the quality of players you can bring in.
4: Yeah, it affects, it affects the, the balance sheet, no doubt. Um, I, I'm sure Gio will be desperate because he'll be looking at the sort of money that the club get in and I, I've always said that, the chairman, the, the Douglas Part and the board, if they get money in and Gio identifies a player, I have no doubt in my mind that they would they would back him and, and give him the money to go and make sure they get deals done.
3: The fact that Rangers did as well as they did in the Europa League last season uh, would you be feeling pretty confident about their chances I mean obviously it's there is a luck of the draw element in two qualifying rounds one qualifying round and a playoff round or whatever they call it reaching to go to, towards the Champions League do you
4: feel pretty bullish about Rangers chances? Yeah I fully expect them to go through I, I look at the squad that they've got the players that they've signed um, the experience they've got as well a European football um, so yeah I fully expect them um, to make sure they get into that that group stage I mean it's difficult listen I've been involved in the qualifying games mm. and you come up against teams you don't know too much about but there's decent players in the opposition um, there's no easy games but the quality that Rangers have got for me they should be getting into the, the group stage of the Champions League
3: and those uh, those signings that seem like history at the moment, the likes of uh, Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield and and Alan McGregor and and Conor Goldson, those are big building blocks in place, aren't they?
4: Yeah, big players with big experiences as well. And you look at the captain uh, Tavanier, who's been for me again. What did it cost? Three, four hundred thousand pounds from Wigan. He's been he's been immense. Um, you've got the emergency Calvin Bassey, who I thought was. Probably Rangers' best player um yeah. the the last half of the the season. Um and you look at hopefully Morelos will get back fit for, for their games. Um you've still got Ryan Kent there, hopefully. Um obviously the signings of, of Tom Lawrence and Jolak still I've only seen Cholak uh, in bits on the YouTube, mm. which is difficult to try and see what type of player he is he's obviously decent Rangers wouldn't go and pay that sort of fee but I look at the squad and I look at the experience and the quality they've got there for me they've got enough more than enough to do it
3: we're getting the juices flowing ahead of all these big games to come it's the 30th of July for the Premiership start Uh, and those uh, Champions League qualifiers for Rangers not far around the corner, already down to business, of course, with the League Cup, which continues this week, tomorrow night and Wednesday as well. Barry, thanks a lot. Good to see you.
4: Cheers,
2: Rob. All the best. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's
1: go!
0: go, 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 go. Service your existing car with us right now... (gasps)
1: And it's worth £500 off your next car.
0: Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota-trained technicians.
1: We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota.
0: Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
0: Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.